My Crazy Family. It's the brand new podcast that we have officially launched that you can now subscribe to and you can now share your crazy family stories to as well. You're about to hear a 15-minute preview of My Crazy Family. While you're listening, be sure to search My Crazy Family on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe. Brand new episodes every single Monday and Wednesday of each week, jam-packed with crazy family stories that may make you and your family feel quite normal, (laughs) or maybe not. Search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts, press subscribe, and then share your crazy family story as well. Enjoy this 15-minute preview of the My Crazy Family podcast. Old concept here, late fees at the video store. Sometimes you get surprised with just how expensive it could be to cover those late fees. So what do you do? If you have a niece, well, you can try to pimp her out to take care of it. (laughs) It's a true story. And we got it today on My Crazy Family. My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Welcome to the show. And uh, if you got a crazy family story, that's what we want to hear. Go to crazyfampod.com and you can share your story anonymously with us at uh, crazyfampod.com or call in 833-CRAY-FAM, 833-272-9326, 833-272-9326 to share your crazy family story with us and do it completely anonymously. And hey, we're trying to grow the show because it is new. And one of those big things is uh, letting people be aware of us on Apple Podcasts. So uh, if you so care to take a couple of seconds to uh, leave us a review there, take it, send us a screenshot, uh, send it to contest at crazyfampod.com. You'll be entered in to, entered in to win that $500 Amazon gift card uh, here before the holidays just for leaving us a review there. If you don't do Apple Podcasts, leave it on social media, leave it on another platform, just send us a screenshot to contest at crazyfampod.com to be entered in to win that. It's uh, Tony and Stacey Cole with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? Well, in just a few more months, really, we are what, three months when we're recording this right now, about three months away from Christmas. I know it's really (laughs) fucking scary because it's like this year went really, really fast. Um, But actually, by the time this airs, we're probably closer to like two, uh, honestly. So yeah, get your holiday shopping done. Uh, So yeah, leave that review and then send the uh, screenshot uh, contest at crazyfampod.com. There was a lot to look at on today's um episode of what we're going to be covering. So uh, where do you want to start? Why don't we start with a mom who loves a good discount and who doesn't love a good discount? Mm-hmm. So this story goes, my mom's the type who's always going to fall into the discount trap while shopping. And she sees anything, furniture, food, clothes, just about any household applications as a best buy whenever a discount tag mm-hmm. is attached to it. My mother has a big interest toward furniture, in particularly furniture with a vintage vibe. The main road to the market, I'm assuming grocery store, always drives past a secondhand furniture store where my mom shops at and buys at least a few furniture items every grocery trip to decorate our house with. How many times do you go to the grocery store in a week? Uh, Probably two or three times. 
Yeah, that's so it's starting to add up. The main issue I've observed with the secondhand shop is it is full of the vintage furniture that my mom absolutely adored. And because their stock all came from donations or people who dumped their old furniture for new ones, their supply piles high and discounts are always happening. My mom's under the fallacy that she's getting the best deal of furniture and buys a ton without considering how we really didn't need it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Both me and my dad are really frustrated with this. My brother seems to side with us as well, but he's too young to really care. I don't want our cash being spent on meaningless stuff just because she got addicted to buying old, ugly furniture. She uses the excuse that it's a great deal and the shop is the one that's getting scammed, not us, to justify the whole dump load of old secondhand junky furniture that's piled up in her house. Not only that, but she asked us to dust it and clean the furniture that she brought in, probably never to touch again and slowly accumulate more dust over the months. Some furniture is also mildly dysfunctional and constantly she's asking my father to fix it which doubles the burden onto him. We simply cut her ac- we couldn't simply cut her access to the bank because she does work to keep our household functioning and somewhat clean. We rely on her for groceries while the rest of us go to school and work, so she does need those funds. We've tried to talk to her and she just keeps fake promising to only spend it on the better deals, the which better. unsurprisingly enough accounts for nearly the same amount that she purchases. I feel positioned in an argument loop, so I'm not really sure how to approach this without cutting off her funds. Yikes. There's an interesting, and it was kind of said in the the story, there's an interesting mindset, I think, with individuals who are buying things uh, to an excess and, and where it doesn't even make sense. You don't need them. You don't necessarily want them. It's this compulsion that some people have of I am getting such a great deal and they're getting screwed over and they don't yeah. even realize it and I'm going to take this. And it's kind of, it's it's a dark-seated thing because it's not just like, oh, I'm getting a really good deal. There's a whole other component to it of they're getting screwed over. Like I'm screwing them over, but I it's fine because I'm doing it this way. I'm not actively like trying to fuck somebody, but because they don't realize it, I'm going to take advantage of this. Yeah, and it's perfectly legal and it's encouraged yeah. to shop sales. You know, there's ads yeah. put out, there's incentives, there's rewards cards, there's all kinds of things having to do with shopping and getting you to come back and come back and and continue to, you know, maybe take part in this compulsion. And it's not even just a sale thing. It's this idea that the other person, especially like a resale shop or something, it's the idea that the other, other person is unaware of how much they're losing. Because like sales are sales like, the you know, you go to Target, there's a sale. The company is aware that they're selling shit at a lower price and they found a way to make money at it. When you go to like resale or a garage sale or antique store or something, you know, it's up to the, the store to price that correctly. And a lot of times you go in there and find something that they may not realize what they have. And mm-hmm. and it's this idea like I'm going to secretly get this out from under them. And it's kind of twisted. It's a kind of weird way of thinking about things because what other part of your life are you like, I really want to screw this person over? It's not, it's not healthy. And I grew up with that. My dad's kind of like that. And I don't know what it is. And he's a nice guy. He's not like ever been like actively out trying to screw anybody over. But when it comes to like 
going to a store of that nature and if he finds something that he knows is ridiculously low priced, at least when I was a kid sometimes, he'd be more apt to buy it. And he, he never hoarded anything, but I remember this this joy that he would get. And oh, yeah. And it's not just like, there's a joy of getting a sale when you know that something is there on purpose. they just trying to get rid of something. But then there's a whole other joy where like the other person isn't aware of what they're losing. And some people really get a, a real kick out of that. And when I was younger, I thought, well, okay, I get it. As I get older, I'm like, I feel like I should tell the person, like, you do realize that's worth like 10 times what you're selling it for. And not necessarily just get it out from under them because you can't. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just, you know, it's free market. It is what it is. But I don't know. I, I just, I guess I feel a little guilt <laughs> if somebody were doing that to me, you know? You don't want to take advantage of somebody. You yeah. know, if they don't know that they have that, that ugly painting sitting in that cracked up frame as a, a real Van Gogh. Yeah. You don't want to just sneak off like quietly. Yeah, this is an ugly painting, but I'll take it off your hands. Yeah. You kind of want them to know, hey, this painting your grandmother left you could fund your retirement. Yeah. You know, you might want to look into that. It, it just seems it seems off in in the the way society should be running but society is so far off that this is far from the, the biggest downfalls but yeah it's a weird compulsion and it's not just there's something to it there's a difference between going to target and getting a good sale and going to something like this and knowing that you're getting like a crazy crazy deal that probably was an error or yeah. an error in someone's judgment it's different. Like when you like see the pickers and stuff, they're out there. Look, I have to lowball you because I have to make money on this. And they're flat out honest about it. Um, and if you want to go I'll take it from you. That's different. But when there's it's already there and it's so low, I, I don't know that some of that just seems I don't know. My, I don't know that my conscience would be cool with doing that. Honestly, well, people who go to garage sales, sometimes I feel like their main intent isn't to just find that one thing that they're looking for. It's to find that thing that yeah. the people don't know is super valuable. And sometimes people do know what they have is worth far more than what they're selling it for. They're just trying to get rid of it. I've yeah, done they that. don't care. I've done that before. I've had I one house uh, when I was in Branson, we had so many damn rooms in that house. I had, I think, like 14 televisions or something. It was insane. Oh, my God. It was fucking insane. And uh, there's like one in every room. And then like on the patio and then there and here. And when we moved, like we went down to like having four or something. And I had all these TVs and I, I like, I just want to get rid of these fucking things. So, I mean, and they were like the TCLs. Honestly, they probably sell for about 300 bucks at Walmart. Um, and they were pretty close to current model, but I, I knew I wasn't going to get retail. I just wanted them gone. So I'm like hundred bucks a piece. And people are like, that's a really good. I, I know. I said, I know I could probably charge a little bit more, but it's going to take me that much more time. And I just want these gone like by the end of the weekend. So that's one thing. But yeah, there is that aspect of it. I mean, in some aspects, I, I guess it's okay. I mean, garage selling can be a fun sport too, if you want to make money, if you know what you're looking for uh, and you know what you can flip. But, oh, absolutely. But at the same time, I don't know, especially like old Nintendo games and things of that nature, things that were... Um, Nobody thought at any value. Most people don't realize there's collectors out there that will pay thousands of dollars for specific games if they're in good condition just to have the box 
and to have the cartridge itself, that's turned into a really big money-making thing. Had had anyone known this back in like, oh, mm. like 98, 99, if you would yep. have invested in like, th- like 20, you know, uh, Super Mario 64 games, which I had, I had one in the box. I think I threw the boxes away. Uh, like a single one unwrapped, tens of thousands of dollars. You today. pay for college education for yeah. your kid with one of those, uh, you, you know? You would have spent a couple hundred bucks and today worth, I mean, it would have been an insane investment and something that I think my parents would have rolled my eyes at, or rolled their eyes at. Oh, absolutely. And I would have too. I would have never expected that shit because at the time, like you buy a, something equivalent, which would have been like a, an Atari cartridge, which you could get for like a nickel at a garage sale or even anywhere. Nobody cared. Or they're dropping them at the curb and putting a post on Facebook. Hey, these are free if you want them. Exactly. Goodwill or something. So you never really saw that as being, oh, there'll be a market for that someday. We collected uh, Happy Meal toys. I remember doing that for many a year. Yeah. And my mom, oh, they'll be worth a lot of money. They're really not. (laughs) Most of them are really not worth much of anything. It's like if all the random things we thought, oh, we're going to get ahead of the curve on this. We picked the wrong thing. God, yeah. You know, I've got, I have some Minion toys. I, I remember when Minions came out and McDonald's was big on on those with the Happy Meals. Yeah. I was getting Happy Meals all the time because I wanted a certain Minion. Yeah. That's not going to be worth anything. Nobody gives a shit. Some are, some aren't. I don't know what the Minions are, but there are some Happy Meal toys that do have value, but we're not talking crazy here. We're talking maybe like 25 bucks or something that, um, and th- there are some that do have high value, but they're like rare, super rare and like misprints and things of that nature. It's yeah. not it's not this crazy market where it's going to like pay for retirement, which my mom joked about because I thought, yeah, because there was books about it at the time. Like, oh, yeah, collect this and that. So I remember collecting all I have a duffel bag full of them and they're unopened. They're in the original packaging from the 90s. And uh, it's so they just sit maybe someday, maybe someday. Uh, they'll be have a more value, but, but as, as of this time, uh, not a whole lot. But it's interesting when people uh, do things like that. I, I had um, an ex-in-law, that wonderful woman, but she collected furniture like that. And it was like, you go to her house. This was a, a great uh, grand, a grandmother of my ex and just this, the nicest woman in the world. But, oh my gosh, she was hoarding furniture. And... And she had all in those really neat, it was like stuff out of castles. She knew what she was getting. And it's like, yeah, this is beautiful shit, but where are you going to put it? And her house was lined with things. It was like a maze at some points to like, where are these couches going? Where is this buffet going? And I think it was kind of a compulsion and kind of a, I don't know. She also grew up in the uh, depression and literally like lived in a tent and had nothing but like a stuffed animal for many, many years. And she grew older and her and her husband became very successful and had a lot of money. And I think it kind of goes back to that of, you know, get the really good deal and hold on to the things. But uh, it, it kind of got to quite an extreme. I feel bad for whoever is going to go through that home at some point and try and get rid of things because it's a lot of stuff. Well, and that's the thing, too. It happens when somebody passes away and you have to go sort through all their crap. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sitting here looking around my office right now. I huh, I would feel bad for anybody who had to go through two or three piles I've got of textbooks and, and things that I'm not going to use. I don't know why I'm still hanging on to them. I'm, I yeah. have the license I was trying to get. 
Um, I yeah. don't need the textbooks, but you know, people are just weird. Um, if especially if you grew up without things, yeah, and then you are able to purchase things, you just feel like you have this need to continue to purchase. You do. And, and I think that's what goes on with a lot of people. Want more of the My Crazy Family podcast? Well, you're in luck. There's plenty of episodes to start binging away on right now for absolutely free. All you have to do is search My Crazy Family wherever you download podcasts or on Apple Podcasts and find our program and press subscribe. My Crazy Family. Search for it now. Press subscribe and start binging away this instant. My crazy family. Enjoy.